Welcome to the GeoMob podcast, where we discuss geo-innovation in any and all forms, be it for fun or profit. Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the GeoMob podcast. I am delighted today to have as my guest, Abigail Page. This is an interview I'm excited about because my interviewee has my full sympathy because she is organizing a geo conference. And we'll get into that in a bit, but first, let's look at some of the highlights from Abby's long career in geo. She started out digitizing paper maps from geologists at the BGS. She's worked in local government in, in GIS roles and geo roles. She was involved in Europe's most ambitious greening project. She's been leading product development at Eurogeographics. Now she's on the UK's Geospatial Commission. And amongst many other things in, in her free time, she's chair of the AGI's upcoming conference, which she's going to tell us about. Abby, first up, tell us about your current role in GEO and, and what you do at the Geospatial Commission, because I think this might be interesting for people, especially for non-UK listeners. What is the Geospatial Commission and, and, and what do you do there? Yeah, thanks, Ed. So the Geospatial Commission was established in the UK in 2018, and it's an expert committee in the Cabinet Office, which is the centre of UK government, but also has an independent board of commissioners. And I think as a geospatial expert, a lot of excitement, or at least I was excited, and the commission was established in government. I think it was really the commitment to unlock all of the the value and the benefits that we all know that geospatial data can can enable both from kind of economic value but also uh, social and uh, environmental value as well. So I'm really excited to be part of the team in the in the geospatial commission. And my current role is to head up our innovation and skills program. It's certainly two very big challenge areas. Two of the four missions that were outlined in the UK geospatial strategy that was published earlier this year. I think that, you know, it's kind of interesting uh, reflecting back on my career and, and some of the, the points that you, you kind of brought up because I think that you know if I if I look back to you know what I was doing in the kind of early 2000s in my my first roles in geospatial, I wouldn't really have imagined that I would find myself in a position to kind of shape like government's approach to, to geospatial and, and lead some of the programs that I am. So it's definitely like really really exciting place for me. But I, I think more generally as well, like the, the innovation and the skills program from the Geospatial Commission are areas where it's really important for us to connect beyond government. And that's something that really interests me too, in terms of opportunities for partnership working and bringing people together. So uh, just to kind of illustrate with, with some examples, and I guess maybe it helps for people that are, are not familiar with the work in the commission, but under our innovation program, we've recently launched a transport data competition, which we're working on with Innovate UK, who you know are, are leading kind of UK government's uh, innovation programs in the UK. And the way that the program's designed particularly brings together kind of innovators and, and SMEs with public sector challenge owners, which feels like a really important thing to do to make sure that innovation can be applied and adopted. And for examples, kind of on, on the skills side of, of my area, we've established skills 
forum in the UK as well to bring the kind of community together to support you know each other's ideas and, and initiatives on how can we grow the supply and, and demand of, of geospatial skills across like lots of new areas and you know all sorts of kind of businesses and, and organizations and as, as part of the skills work as well something I'm, I'm kind of interested in is the work that we're doing on apprenticeships so again kind of looking back at my own career you know I, I didn't come into geospatial with a degree I took a kind of entry-level position and have, have kind of worked my, my way through a number of interesting roles. I think there's a space for, for more of that and certainly really keen to think about how we kind of diversify like the opportunities for people to come into to geospatial roles, but also kind of bringing that opportunity to, to new businesses and like new areas of uh, the economy as well. Well, congratulations. I mean, that's quite a... Quite a broad mandate that the, the commission is working on there. And um, and yeah, I mean, I've, I've certainly been witness the huge ecosystem of innovation around geo that exists in the UK. And hopefully Geomob has played a tiny part in that as well. So yeah, so many interesting things happening all over the place, right? Startups, be it government, be it academia, be it, you know, bigger existing companies, be it international multinationals that have, have bases in the UK. So there's definitely a lot happening. Um, and, and it's exciting and long may that continue. So good luck to, to you and everyone else there on the commission. But today we wanted to talk a bit about the event that you're chairing, the, the organization of it, it coming up, which is the Geo Community Event, which is traditionally organized by the AGI. Maybe again, for our non-UK listeners, very briefly, can you, what is the AGI and, and, and what is this event? Who should attend and how's it going to happen? Yeah, so I, I actually think you have a past episode with Denise McKenzie, who is the current chair of AGI, which is the Association for Geographic Information, which is the, the UK's uh, membership body for you know anyone who's involved or interested in geospatial location data, you know, anything in that in that space really. And the AGI has been in existence for over 30 years, which is a reasonably long time in the in the technology space, I guess. But That's like 200 real years, I think. In the- yeah, yeah, I think I, I think so. It's, it's certainly, it's kind of interesting. I, I do have a, a copy of the program from the first AGI conference in 1989. It's really interesting to see what things are kind of the same, um, actually, and, and what things are, are radically different. I mean, you can kind of imagine... I, I can uh, imagine uh, the postcode database and, and the legalities of that was probably a topic. Uh, yeah, well, well no, no, com- no comment from me on that. But I think, you know, the like that the, the kind of technology has changed around you know that i think there was issues about just like computing power in 1989 that like just seem like so alien to us now but actually the whole sense of like bringing people together to discuss like the kind of hot topics i guess is something that agi has done continuously through its its kind of history it's, it's interesting how how things evolve i've been involved as a member of of agi for a while this year i've been invited to guest chair the event. So I'm no longer on AGI council or kind of any other kind of committees anymore. But I'm really pleased to be asked to chair this year. So the event itself is you know, led by kind of volunteers. I'm not sure if volunteers is always quite the right word because they're, you know, we're all professionals in the space. It's a 
professional volunteering. I don't know if there's a if there's a better term for that. And an agenda and kind of topics for the event that's that's fed by council, which is the the board of directors for for AGI. So yeah, I, I guess that's that's the kind of explanation of uh, of AGI in the event. AGI has developed a new mission statement, which is all around developing a sustainable community and and developing kind of theme around uh, how do we as kind of professionals aim for like that bigger kind of picture of, of sustainability in, in many different forms and and that's had a had a big impact on the on the theme of the uh, the event this year if I so can I ask a few questions so the event yeah. is is purely for AGI members or anyone can attend? No, so it has always been open for anyone who has like an interest in the space. But uh, I guess like many others, this year the event is moving from a physical to a virtual environment. So while it's kind of always been open, I hope that we'll see through you know hosting a virtual event that it will be even more open and certainly you know not just to to people in the UK either you know I, I guess that we've now managed to get rid of the burden of um, having to get on on flights or, or trains to physically be places but it will be a virtual event completely open the AGI has the registration for the event offered a, an option that you know if people feel like they are in a position where they they're you know they, they would like to make some some contribution and kind of recognize the, the work that's going into the event, there's an option to donate to Map Action, who's AGI's chosen chosen charity. But uh, yeah, it's it's definitely free to attend. I, I think that's a good model where you you know you you pick a charity and then those who want to can donate to the charity and those who aren't in a position to be able to do that don't have to. So I, I know that's what they did at the Phosphor G UK this year, and I think I think it worked really well. So what can attendees at, at Geo Community expect? From the event. So in terms of the theme of the event this year, the one that's been selected is sustainable revolution. But like, I, I guess the conference will pose the question, are we seeing right now? And I, I don't know, maybe you see this as, as well, Ed, but like a kind of like a comment that like the interest in geospatial at the moment is almost from what I'm seeing on a kind of exponential curve at the same you know the same kind of diagrams that we're seeing of kind of like covid spread like i think the interest in what's happened this year and like the value of like understanding place and technology around being able to analyze location trends uh, is just you know yeah. it's, it's all like, of the <laughs> All of a sudden, it's, where you are and who's around you matters quite a bit. So, yeah, or like yeah. even like you know how like the whole the whole like logistics of of how you kind of transport food around the country, or you know how do you protect kind of vulnerable people, or yeah. But I, I think even on the on the bigger scale is dealing with a pandemic, but there's also like what happens next, and I think people have realised the power that that geospatial data can be deployed for. So I I think like the, the conference will kind of ask that question: Is this like rapid evolution that we're really seeing right now? Or is this a revolution? Like, is this the point where we've all been saying, you know, as you know, geospatial specialists, like, look at what you know, all this value. Suddenly, it's kind of been recognised, and will that kind of take us in a, you know, a, a new, a new direction? But at the same time, there's the sustainability element still there, I think, as well. And how how do we manage how that technology is being adopted? I, I think 
Yeah, with with COVID and the lockdowns, we've definitely, you know, over the last years, we've already seen way more interest in geospatial because now everyone is carrying around their phone and looking at the map on the phone and stuff. But as with many other digital technologies, yeah, COVID has really accelerated it because, yeah, as we said, everything now matters on where you are, you know, with all the issues around who has been around me, where am I, what are the restrictions in this area? It's it's been it's been an absolute accelerant. I think. And yeah, you're absolutely right, though, that the, the open question is what comes next? It, you know, is this is this the new normal? Are we on the transition to some new situation? What is that situation going to be? Now is the time when the future is being invented and, and geospatial technologies have the key role to play in that. So yeah, and, and I think like there's there's other drivers as well, right? So I, I think like the AGI last year, for example, looked at like net zero, like really specifically, kind of deep dive. You know, there's changing kind of global relationships around trade and the economy and and things as well. And I think you know there's a, there's a lot of drivers, but like looking back on on what I was just saying about the difference between like 1989 and now, it feels like we're we're more ready. For, for that, you know, we have technical solutions now much more readily available. It's more about how do we apply them in a way that makes sense. So give us a rough scope of the event. Like how, how well, there will be talks, there will be yeah, a, a yeah, breakout yeah. rooms. Like, wait, like get, take us through the, the kind of just the logistics of it. I mean, yeah. What, what, what do you expect? Yeah, so so actually we're like a, a, an important point for AGI and I, I guess part of the brief that was given to the committee from AGI's board is that to, to try and do something in the networking space because it, like it is about the speakers, it's about the topics, but it's also about bringing people together. So for the event, we will be using a platform AGI has organized called Remo. So it has also been used for some other events in the UK. People might be familiar. We used it for the uh, UK geospatial strategy launch, for example. Um, and it's like a virtual conference room. So when you enter the room, you're sat at a table with I think like six or eight other people and you have your kind of webcams and microphones on so you can chat to people as if you're kind of at a conference table and you can get up and you can move around the room. So we're hoping that uh, as well as having like presentations during the week, we will also... Uh, be kind of creating that space for people to to connect albeit in a a virtual way you know if you haven't seen someone for a while it might be be an opportunity to bump into them at the event or you know if you're you're new to the sector or you're you know, kind of coming from outside of the UK like a chance to to meet people and and have that time but um, across the week we are running on the Monday evening the AGI will be holding uh, like a social quiz so I think to take full benefit of the platform the networking platform we have uh, and to have a little bit of fun on the Monday evening and just to get people uh, used to using the platform so that will be you know open for people to to join in if i predict right i suspect with some some of the uh geo community it will also be pretty competitive so we'll we'll see how that how that works out on a virtual platform. And then we're running three plenary sessions, which UK time will be early afternoon on the Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And the sessions are, we're keeping them kind of relatively brief so that they fit into uh, people's time and kind of schedules at the moment, but also like no one wants to be on a video conference like all day, do they? So they'll be kind of early afternoon sessions, each on a slightly different topic. So on the Tuesday, the focus will be on changing city 
landscapes um, is what we've called it. So around how location data is being used to think about how do we use the space around us. So urban urban living, urban space, like how is that changing coming out of 2020? Yeah, that's uh, a big topic. Yeah, like what does sustainable development look like, you know, and a, and a lot of areas in that space. So almost taking it to the kind of the local scale, I guess, um, on how things are, are being kind of impacted around us and, and, and what that means. We have some really great things that we want to pull out in that session. And, and like I said, we've got the interactive uh platform so there'll also be kind of an opportunity to you know to have some kind of discussions in the room going as well i hope yeah so on this on the second day we'll be looking at global perspectives and uh, moving it up a scale to thinking more about the piece around internationalization so clearly another one that's quite topical in in 2020 both from how do kind of countries compare pair things when we're looking at, at data uh, how does that flow where do like we sit in in the world I guess and how are advances in earth observation uh, like space technology things that are happening at a global scale kind of playing into what we do in geospatial and then Finally, on the, the third day, sessions titled Changing Experiences of Location Data. And I guess that what we want to do is uh, take some time to think around, like, like the point we were saying earlier, so people's awareness of what geospatial data can do has probably never, never been kind of more, more evident. But with that, maybe there's some greater scrutiny about how we use location data, some of the, the attitudes and kind of experience around that. There's always the privacy issue and things like that, which, which yeah, I mean, COVID has been a big accelerant of the discussion around these topics. Who should get to know where you were, when, all these kinds of things. Yeah, and, and I think like privacy is kind of like one part of it, but I think like there there is something in that that awakening that feels like it's worthy of a conversation. And for each of these kind of titles for the individual days, you know, we we've called them kind of like changing cityscapes, changing global perspectives, changing experiences. But I, I guess we can look at that either as an observer. So like, how are these experiences changing? But also like as professionals or people working in this sector, like how, how could we change things? <laughs> so how, how can we change the experiences of location data? So um, also looking like the amazing stuff that's happening in like visualization and for example, like kind of, gaming technology and like how people kind of are immersed in data is, is just really different too so i i think that session will be a, a particularly kind of interesting discussion around kind of the perceptions and, and the understanding of geospatial but also like how how should we be behaving around that and, and what are the opportunities there for us well that that all sounds highly relevant and um, congratulations i mean i also i have to say i particularly like this this scheduling you've done where you spread it out over a couple of days and it's kind of interesting because the first instinct when in-person events kind of get canceled is everyone's like okay let's take the in-person thing and we'll do it you know the same way online and exactly as you say you know no one wants to sit in front of a computer screen for you know 10 hours or whatever and it doesn't work and but once once you make that mental leap and say we don't have to do it the way we used to do it, we can spread it out over a couple of days and we can and thus make the conference actually much more enjoyable and much more you know an experience everyone better able to participate in and to to get information from. So I, I think that's really quite good and uh, you know the the lineup sounds great. 
I'm sure you're going to have some great speakers. I guess we should also note that on the on the Tuesday evening of, of the event, there will be a GeoMob, a GeoMob Online, on uh, so it's Tuesday the 17th of November. And of course, we invite you know anyone anyone attending Geo Community to want to come along to GeoMob should please do so as well. So. Yeah, and I think I think like that's like, it's also like a, another advantage where it's it's like it, it's very easy for people to to like attend things now as well. And and I I really I know it's something that we we've kind of discussed and and looked at in in the past, Ed, about how do we kind of broaden some of the the interest and the audience for some of these things that are happening and get people to kind of uh, like dip in and and maybe try try other events. And hopefully it's uh, it's something we can work on on together for for this week for kind of cross promotion and and kind of support i think you know bring those audience together i mean particularly i don't know if you knew this when you you picked the geomob but that week is actually geography awareness week as well so it feels it feels like a good one for us to find some collaboration that week i, I did not know that but i i agree i agree the the, the more the more people we can get involved and also the more diverse viewpoints in all regards you know in terms of professional background and all these kinds of things you know that's where the magic happens when people with different perspectives come together and and bring their their unique background to the to the question and start sparking ideas and interacting with each other so i, I agree and, and and it was one that like i i guess like i probably always known that like not everyone can like turn out to a physical event like at the yeah just probably not not very long before we went into lockdown actually i i supported the women in geospatial group with a kind of breakfast event and it was just really enlightening to hear people say that actually having a different type of format of event and, and in that case it you know it was a breakfast had made it possible for them to attend in a way that you know an evening session or like something during the working day would have excluded um, and it, it certainly got me thinking a little bit more about like what can we do to make people feel welcome and, and what are the formats we can use to, to get people involved. So, yeah, I hope people will uh, come and give it a try. I hope so, too. So take us through how do people sign up and what's the exact process? Yeah, um, so if people visit the AGI webpage, or I guess we can put some some links in, in the notes after the podcast, uh, it's it's really straightforward. It's an Eventbrite page. Um, we have a registration like per session. So if there's a day that you can come and a day you can't, you know, that's fine. Um, just just uh, select the, the ticket that, that suits you. And like I said, you know, it's uh, there's an optional donation for for Map Action if if you feel like that's something that you you're able to and, and would like to do. I think one thing to say though, and and I probably this is probably common with with GeoMob and and the way you're running that too virtually. There, there's a lot of online conferences at the moment, but for me, like many of them are kind of webinars, and you know, you can watch the recording back. I, th I think what we're trying to do here and particularly in this week is to kind of create something that's like is actually an online event so you kind of want to be there at the time to experience it and be part of the part of the discussion um, and that will be a big a big part of the the event like the networking side as well so like I, I would say to people like if you if you sign up please just also book it in your calendar and come along and, and experience it you know you're not going to get the same the same feeling when you when you listen back on our recording I, I agree I agree I, it's it's a struggle that I mean we have the same issue with Geomob, where you know, for me, Geomob really has two parts. We have the talks, which are always very informative and interesting, but then it's the going to the pub where you have the mixing and the mingling. 
and and I really see them as two sides of the same coin. And unfortunately, in the in the online format, of course, we can have the talks and those are good, but we haven't yet unlocked how to do the mixing and mingling. And if we we try different techniques, and so I'd be very interesting. I I, I hope you achieve it with your event, and uh, I'd be very interested to hear your feedback after the event of how you how that went and and did it succeed. In some ways, it's quite hard to measure, right? Because it's yeah. it's not that you want everyone all in one group all talking. You know that doesn't work. But it's the, it's the one on one conversations. So you, as the organizer, might not even know. You know, is person A talking to person B, and is that a useful connection? So it's it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, and, and do they do they connect after the event like that? Exactly. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Like, have you managed to to create some some connections that have helped people? But yeah, it, it's hard. I think I think we're all still learning about about what works and you know what what doesn't work so well and we're uh, you know learning it learning as we go along so we'll we'll see how it works out but yeah i think the best thing is to to try isn't it well yeah congratulations abby to you and everyone else involved in organizing this and um it sounds like it's gonna be a great event and i encourage everyone to attend so as we wrap up we, we'd like to close with one uh, traditional question for all the regular geomob attendees can you share any favorite geomob moments from from your times that you've been at the event? Uh, yeah, I, I was I was really kind of, yeah, racking my brain on this one. I've been to some really good geomobs. I think for me, actually, you know, I, I spent a lot of time wearing your geographics and, and also now uh, working for the commission that's got a, a London-based office for for those I don't know, I, I live in Edinburgh in Scotland, like kind of traveling around and, you know, being able to, to tie in some of those trips with an evening at, at Geomob and, and being able to have some of that, that social connection while I was traveling was always really nice. And I think that, you know, Geomob also provides that opportunity to think about different applications and just a range of kind of different speakers. Is In terms of most memorable one, I, I do remember uh, one evening when I missed the presentations almost entirely, I don't know if I should admit that, and just went <laughs> directly to the pub to meet people there. And I, I seemed to hit the timing just right where I just kind of missed, just you know, just ahead of the crowd arriving, but just in time for a uh, promotion where I ended up with a, a free drink just in terms for, for everyone else arriving. So, so yeah, maybe that's, that's uh, reasonably memorable in terms of experience but I think you know it's a really good evening of discussions even though I had missed the presentation and I, I think that that kind of yeah is is, is one of the parts of, of, of Geomob that I, I felt was helpful for me and, and like most things I, I think my memories are, are more about the people the connections that have been made um, and uh, yeah I, I guess yeah, it's it's, it's true. Yeah. I mean the yeah. the the conversations and the discussions afterwards are are where the value is. So glad you enjoyed it, Abby. What's what's the best way for people to get in touch with you if they have any questions or to to learn more about what you've been up to? Oh yeah, um, so it's reasonably easy, and I'm fortunate that my my surname is also a domain, so uh, you can just find me at abigail.page, um, and that will link to a couple of different ways to contact me. That is indeed very convenient. <laughs> very nice. <laughs> that's, that's quite cool. I once met a guy actually who, well, it's a story for another time. Anyway, anyway all right, Abby. It wasn't, it, wasn't, it wasn't Mr. Org, was it? No, it was a guy who um, is a, an Indian friend of mine and his last name was Agarwal, um, which is quite a common Indian surname. And he, that was his retirement plan. He was working at a startup and if it doesn't, he was like, oh, if this doesn't work out, I can always, he had purchased the domain agarwal.com. And oh, okay. I, guess, I guess in India, there are like a million people named Agarwal or something. So he's like, if all else fails, I can just use agarwal.com as my fallback. And yeah, because yeah, there are so many people who want that 
they want an email address at that at that domain. All right, Abby. On on that interesting note, thank you very much again for your for coming on the podcast and for all your work, the, the Geo community, in in all the various roles that you play. And I wish you every success with with your event. Thank you. Thanks everyone for joining us today and listening to the GeoMob podcast. Hopefully you've enjoyed the discussion. Please don't hesitate if you have any feedback for us or any suggestions for topics that we should cover in the future. You can get the show notes over on the website, which is at thegeomob.com. While you're there, if you're not yet on the mailing list, please do get on the mailing list where we once a month send out an email announcing future events, summarizing past events, and just generally sharing uh, events that you may find of interest. You can also, of course, follow us on Twitter, where our handle is geomob. You can follow Steven at Steven Feldman. You can follow me at Freifogel. You can check out Mappery at mappery.org. And of course, if you need any geocoding, please check out my service, which is opencagedata.com. We look forward to you joining us again at a future episode, and of course, seeing you at a future GeoMop event. Hope to see you there soon. Bye.